971 FM Talk Podcast. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Right at Home with Rich. Get ready to transform your living spaces and discover the secrets to create your dream home. I'm your host, Rich Orris, and today we have an incredible show lined up for you. Today is Foundation Repair Day Week. We're going to cover all things water, drought, structural repair, everything related to your foundation. Joining us in the studio today is Kevin Welsh and Matt Ford. We've got two brilliant minds from Stratum Structural, the renowned foundation repair company. So um, these gentlemen are experts in their field. They have a wealth of knowledge on all things foundation related. And don't forget, I'll have my On the Road with Rich segment and my hack. So stay tuned for both of those as we move through the show. I got a special On the Road segment today that involves uh, Matt over here. So um, just want to, let's get this, let's get this going. Kevin and Matt, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing today? Great, great. Happy to be here. Thanks, Rich. Doing good, Rich. Awesome. Thanks hey, for having us. Great with the tuxedos, you know. <laughs> you guys really stepped it up this time. You know no one can see you, right? That's right. We have a face made for radio. We're, yeah. in, we're in great shape. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so Matt um, and Matt and Kevin, you guys have known each other what, like twenty five years now? Yeah, yeah. We've known each <laughs> we've known each other a long time. I mean, our uh, work relationship started long after our personal relationship, uh, way back in the day. You know, Kevin's life and my life are very similar in that we both have three daughters and they're almost identical in age. They all went to the same grade school. And, uh, you know, my middle daughter played soccer with Kevin's middle daughter, and I was fortunate enough to coach both of them. Uh, Sometimes unfortunate enough when Kevin wasn't happy with the outcome of the game. Uh, But, you know, those are are the uh, responsibilities you take, I guess, when you're coaching a team. But, yeah, so we've known each other for a long time. Uh, We're personal friends, but we also have a working relationship. And, you know, we love having Kevin at our company. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know what, I'm going to just to set the tone here a little bit with you guys and with you for sure, Matt, I'm going to do my on the road segment because I've got this, this, this job I was thinking about with me and you, Matt, and I've talked about a different one that we did um, years back where, you know, um, you actually advised the client didn't need any peering. Okay. And we just had some, you know, framing stuff. And I was like, I don't know if they need other companies said he did. I've done that one a few times because it's such a great story. But I thought I'd bring out kind of the humor side uh, of you, Matt, because, you know, he's always kind of joking with us and always lighthearted and keeping things fun. And, you know, so so I was looking at a project brought brought Matt in for a bunch of, you know, peering, waterproofing stuff and and we're we're walking around the outside of the house and, and it's brick first floor and the one side of the house has all this ivy growing up the side of it and and Matt kind of looks at it and he he says hey see see that ivy right there he says see how the leaves are like pointing down and I'm looking at him like yeah I'm thinking what in the world could that but he goes you know what that means, right? There used to be an Indian reservation on this site. And then he starts walking off, and I'm standing there saying, <laughs> No, you didn't. <laughs> I'm waiting for this great wealth of knowledge to come out like, Ivy leaves down. What could that possibly mean for your foundation? And Yeah, yeah so then what'd you, what, where'd you leave it with? Remind me. 
Oh no, we listen, just... I'm getting a little bit gray if you haven't noticed on the sides yeah, yeah. of my head here, right? So so many jokes, so many years. I yeah. don't remember them all, Rich. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, it was fun though. It was definitely ended it with like, okay, definitely not serious. And like well, that. the moral of the story is we were able to preserve that ancient burial yeah, ground exactly. right, without disturbing it. Yeah. We're patting each other on the shoulder right now. Yeah, yeah. So so a lot of years together. We've done a lot with I've done a lot with you, Matt, with you, Kevin, over the years. Can you just kind of give us the history of how like Stratum started and you know, all of that? Sure. Well, th- thanks. Yeah. So, um, my business partner, Brett Groman and myself, we've both been in this, uh, this foundation repair industry for a number of years. Yeah. Um, you know, collectively we've, we've got decades and decades and decades of experience at our company, but, um, you know, not sort of a typical story. Sometimes you work at an organization and, you know, some new ownership comes in and you're not necessarily on board with the direction they want to take that company. So we decided that, um, you know, we didn't want to be a part of where we were before and yeah. we left and we started Stratum Structural Systems. Um, really what we wanted to focus on more than anything else, we felt that there was a real void in the home improvement industry in general. Not necessarily yeah. the foundation repair industry, but in the home improvement in general, a real void of people who would just go out, do what they say they're going to do, and if there's an issue, just take care of it. Just take care of it. Yeah. And that was really our focus from day one. So we, were, we are ultimately and really crazily focused on reputation management at Stratum. If there's something that uh, goes left, we just need to be on top of it. We need to take care of it. And at the end of the day, just do what uh, we, we know that we need to do for the homeowner. You know, I'll often tell a story about how my parents, uh, you know, were taken advantage of by a contractor who took their deposit and then skipped town. Oh, yeah. And so uh, my brother and I had to come in town and sort of redo the kitchen for my mom and dad. And at the end of the day, it ended up working out well because... You know, my mom got the kitchen she wanted, and my dad got the free labor that he wanted, yeah. right, and me and my brother. Uh, and, Everybody and loves it, that. It made the problem go away. But that was, you know, probably 30 years ago, and I still share that story uh, because I would never want something that for, something like that to happen with anybody that our name is tied to. But unfortunately, it's, it's a common tale, not necessarily in the foundation repair and waterproofing industry, but home improvement in general, right? So you, yeah. can, you can speak to this. Kevin, you've been doing this for a long time. We all have stories like this or know somebody where something that happened to, and we just, we, we want to not be those guys. Yeah, unfortunately, that's just too common. It's such a shame that, um, you know, years ago, probably 25 years ago or so, when I had my own company for a bit, um, I, I looked at some siding repairs and residing a house two doors down from me and 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 she older lady she had had the same thing happen with somebody um to do her deciding on her home and and she eventually did get the deposit back um her her son found the guy um basically called him saw him eating at a steak and shake and this will date it a little bit Called him and said, I see you eating the steak and shake with my mom's money. Why don't you give it back? And like a week later, you know, the money was back. <laughs> so <Wow>. so <laughs> they got lucky, but I'm she was very concerned with me. Shake, he must have had some money because where else yeah, can yeah. you go get a $25 hamburger? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but when I started talking to her, you know, she was concerned about giving me money. And I'm like, okay, 
I've met your son and I live two doors down. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) You know, but um, so I helped get her through that process, too, with, you know, like, okay, give me the deposit. I'll buy the stuff. I'll put it on your driveway like tonight. I'll do, you know, just keep her comfortable. But it's a shame that we got to do that. It is. But, you know, I'll say it's also one of the rewarding things in our industry when we can clearly see uh, a homeowner being taken advantage of somebody. To be that voice of reason and rationale and say, okay, let's just think about this. Let's use some common sense here for a moment. If something doesn't seem right, it usually isn't. And Kevin, I know you probably have plenty of stories uh, where you've encountered something like that as well. Oh yeah, multiple. We we we've all experienced it. It's yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> never a fun situation um, for the homeowner. Um, and but to try to help them and get them get them out of the situation and, and steer them in the right direction is rewarding and that's that's where we uh i think where we set ourselves way way apart from everybody yeah is that if we if we if we don't feel you need it we're going to tell you you don't need it if we think you need it we're going to tell you you need it and we're going to tell you what we're going to do to fix it yeah so well and that's the one that that i've talked about so many times that you know we ended up at mosby here fixing the the framing issues the guy had with his house um but you know after you had looked at it with me kevin um they uh or matt they that he called me like a week later and was like i just you know i want you to fix the framing but i'm so torn on the piers because you know he had like one company said he needed six piers and another one said 10 and he's like and then your guy said i don't need any and i'm like that's easy to me like you had a guy that's only gonna make money if he sells you piers say you don't need piers I think I know who to trust, you know, like why would he, well, there's why, he wouldn't say that if he didn't believe it, you know, and yeah, there's other ways you can get additional verification, right? You go outside of the, the contractors that you're bringing in your home and bring in an independent structural engineer and see yeah. what they have to think. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's, there's other ways around that as well. And you know, like Kevin said, if you need something, we're going to tell you, if you don't, we'll, we'll let you know that. To the point to where, you know, hypothetically, if you happen to be on an Indian burial ground, we'll try yeah. to let you know that. There's <laughs> yeah. things you can look at that might point to that, you if know. If your ivy's pointing to the Indian burial ground, they'll let you know. For you sure. never know. Yeah, you got to love it. So so what, what are the services? What are all the different things that you guys do? So we, we've got, you know, predominantly we're a, we're a structural foundation and waterproofing repair company. Um, full service in both those regards. Uh, we have an egress window division, um, so we're doing peering, wall anchoring, uh, soldier beams, crack repair, carbon fiber repair, um, mud jacking, uh, the egress windows. I think that covers it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. We've actually yeah. had Kevin wash people's cars for him. <laughs> if they want to pay us, we're not independently wealthy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, or wash Matt's truck for him. <laughs> <laughs> or drive a truck in a parade for Matt. <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes. That's for awesome. people of the community. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, so so let's just put it out there real quick. Um, so how can people find you? Let's get the information, website, phone number, stuff like that. They yeah. need anything. Yeah, so obviously... Uh, for those people that are over than 50, they can call us at 314-620-8153. If you're younger than 50, you can reach us at stratumrepair.com. Awesome. Rich, you would probably call our number. I absolutely <laughs> would. <laughs> Thanks for putting that out there. You're welcome. 
So, so let's look at kind of like, um, like now this time of year, common issues, like what's happening right now? What are you guys seeing right now? We're having a, I guess, Matt, you'd probably agree, a little bit of an odd start to the year. We're halfway through, but... Yeah, it, it's it, been weird this it, year. It's been a weird year, um, and, and we're seeing not a lot of rain, as everybody's beginning yeah. to hear. You know, the news is starting to talk about the drought. Um, farmers are starting to, to squirm a little bit, having problems with crops, and all that ties into what we do on a structural end of our of our business. So not a lot of water this year. Um, uh, been off to a great start, um, but we're kind of waiting for the, the turn and some more heat. And if it keeps going that way, I think we're going to get really busy with pairing. House is settling. Yeah, yeah ground will shrink. It's been a weird year. It seems like for whatever reason this year, as storms come in, they're kind of breaking up and, and going around yeah. our area. They're either going to the south or the north. They're not coming through here like they normally would. So, you know, in our industry, usually – February through let's say May, we may be running crazy with you know foundation crack repair, uh, sump pump installation, drain tile installation, that sort of thing, and then you usually get into a bit of a transition month in the month of June or so where there's not a lot happening weather wise. Yeah. Right, you you're not you're you're kind of getting past that rain, but it's not a hundred degrees like it might be later in the year. So it, it sort of becomes like San Diego weather around here for a little bit, and our phones kind of go dormant. And then all of a sudden, normally in July, our phones will blow up because it starts getting into that ninety five hundred degree weather. And what happens in those situations is the the there's the ground is so dry you'll walk outside you'll see cracks in the yard like the desert right oh yeah and uh, that that's the moisture evaporating from the soil and the soil shrinks and so our houses that are built within that soil they'll drop and if it is severe enough you you might need foundation peering and that's when someone like Stratum can come in you know fix that problem. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, shoot, I'm walking around my yard looking at burnt grass and I got a sprinkler system. And Listen, I'm like, what? The, you can totally see like where the sun hits the most, stuff like, you know, it's definitely dry. The, the, the drought is real. It, it affects the soil. It affects, you know, all kinds of things. I mean, by the collective hairline in this room, it might may even be effect, affecting that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it, it can affect a lot of things, but in our industry, it'll affect the soil. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're going to get into our first break here. Um, I do want to let everybody know, you know, anything remodeling, anything, we can talk more about how we kind of help you guys out, get prepared for some of your work. Anything, you know, anybody needs like that, you can also contact Mosby, call Mosby.com, like Matt said, if you're under 50, <laughs> 314-909-1800. If you're, if you're my age or older, get a hold of us. We'll be right back after this. And now, here's Rich's Right at Home Hack. All right, guys, we are back. Time for Rich's Home Hack. And, you know, today I got an interesting one. We were kind of talking about the heat, the drought, you know, summer coming. It's only going to get hotter. And um, if your AC stops working, what's the best way to use a regular fan to get some good airflow through your home? You know, should you put the fan next to the window farther away should it blow in should it blow out well some guy tested this on youtube two a couple different ways is really interesting he used a box fan and a desk fan and of course the you know the box fan worked better bigger fits the size of the window not surprising um but so he kind of you know 
ran some tests, put the fans in different positions, and, and had a little meter that kind of shows wind speed so he can kind of test how much air movement's going through the house. Um, and so basically what he came up with is, one, you should you want to blow the fan out of the window and have the other windows open so it's, you know, pulling air across the, across the room, which would have been my guess. But putting the fan right up against the window is not the best setup. You know, most people put it in the window, close the window on top of it. It's right up against the screen. Actually, when he pulled the fan between two feet and like five feet away from the window and blew it straight towards the window is when he got the best air movement through the house. Kind of, kind of crazy, but so if you have one box fan and you need to get some air movement, put it two, three feet away from the window, blowing out, and that'll pull air through your home better than any other way is what he figured out. Kind of cool. I love finding these weird things like that. And actually, the best part of the whole thing was at the end, he, you know, he had a breezy day, so he just opened up all the windows, no fan, tested it that way, and was like, yep, you're absolutely, if you have an actual natural breeze, wind blowing, open every window and just let it do its thing. The fan didn't even help. Um, but so, yeah, pretty interesting. Like to keep it easy for everybody. So if you're in need, that's going to be your best setup to uh, get some air movement through your house. So, and of course, get your get your units looked at, maintenance, get the AC looked at if you haven't yet before it gets too hot, and maybe you can avoid those breakdowns and things like that. So, hey, we're sitting here today. Um, I've got Matt Ford, Kevin Welsh from Stratum Structural. We got a lot of things going on. <laughs> we we. Went through a lot through the break. We've probably got some more jokes going on, I'm sure, uh, that'll that'll pop up and happen and everything. But um, we were kind of talking about the drought, the foundation movement, stuff like that. So, you know, when you're in this situation and you're getting movement, you know, what's the solution? What kind of peers? What are you guys uh, taking on and how are you fixing some of these issues? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Um, so when you a homeowner is going through a period of time like this what you may start to see initially uh, in your home is uh, cracks in your drywall cracks in your ceiling that sort of thing you may see cracks in your foundation yeah uh, when we're specifically talking about vertical settlement which is more related to the drought topic that you're talking about rich uh, in your basement foundation you may see vertical cracks the cracks running up and down on your foundation wall from top to bottom and you may see those cracks slightly tighter at the bottom and then wider as you go up. That might suggest that one corner of the house is settling or the other one. Uh, those are things you'll look at. Uh, you may see other things happening. May, you know, we've seen cracks in walkout glass doors, cracks in basement windows, uh, cracks in your first floor windows. Um, if you're walking around the outside of your house, you know, normally you're going to have uh, some caulking that is a, a weatherproof barrier to you know that exists between your window and your brick or your siding some of that cracking or some of that caulking may be uh, pulling apart or cracking and that would be signs that you might be having some foundation movement at that point you're probably wise to have somebody look at it because like anything in life you want to catch these things early as, yeah. as yeah. they're advanced 
they generally are going to cost you more money to fix. They become more difficult to fix, and they become more invasive at that point. So catching these things earlier are, are usually uh, the things that you want to try to do. And so just a quick walk around the house and, and look for those things, interior, cracks in drywall, windows sticking, doors sticking, that sort of thing. On the outside, look for cracks in brickwork. Look for that separation where the window meets the foundation. Look for cracks in the foundation. So that, that's going to be your, your initial step. Then if you actually have an issue that's going to revol- involve some uh, foundation issues, then you're going to get into peering. And there's different ways that you can you can peer house, different materials you can use, yeah. different approaches to peering, and, and that, that can get into a pretty long conversation. But uh, the, the most important thing is just initially some self-diagnosis, and then if you think you have something, call on a professional. Yeah, yeah. And I guess area probably comes into play with, you know, type of soil and stuff like that too, right? Yeah, it does. Um, typically, in the past, we've seen where it really tends to want to start out west, um, where your your soils are the worst. Um, your your heavy your heavy swaths of clay. Yeah. Um, and so your Wentzville, uh, Chesterfield, um, just any areas out there, St. Charles, St. Peter's, those areas out there tend to be where it really it, it begins, and then it starts moving in. Um, but I mean, we're even seeing some already a little bit out west. I, I looked at a house yesterday that's got, got some problems. They've been going on for a couple of years, but these people are finally at a point where they're wanting to put hardwood floors in on their second, second story and do some upgrades to their house. And while things really haven't changed much after we did a, some repeat measurements, um, there really was very little change, but it's the damage is there and they're afraid that if they do all these, uh, upgrades that maybe the damage comes back. Or more more movement you know, occurs, and now they've got you know new finishes that are getting damaged. So um, we're going to be doing some peering for them. So it's 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 beginning. It's out there. Yeah, and that's a you know a common question I get too. And and generally, I'd get you guys involved or something. But it's kind of like you know a lot of people are like, well, what's the likelihood more happens or it comes back? I mean, how do you even answer that? Because I don't know that there's. Well, the, Without a the, crystal ball. Yeah, the, the easy answer is it, it's really, it's dependent on the weather. Yeah. Right? When you, we get extremes in weather, whether it's a lot of rain or drought, that's when stratum is going to be busy. When it's 70 degrees outside and sunny, you know, as I said, our, our phone's not going to ring. Rich, let me ask you, what do you normally see when a homeowner calls you because they're thinking about this remodel or that remodel, and you're going through your inspection process, what do you tend to look for or what hits your eye in the scope of doing what you're going to do, maybe the remodel side, but then you see something that has to be done prior to you guys oh, yeah. doing what you're going to do? Yeah, no, I'm definitely, you know, I'm I'm obviously big on the home, the maintenance, the, you know, keep yourself safe, tight, all that stuff. The amount of, of kitchens I've looked at for remodeling and, you know, you see like a window leak or, you know, cracks in the foundation, you know, inspect the whole home. Those jobs that turn into a higher priority job. I've had someone call me for a kitchen remodel and we end up siding the whole house because hmm. they were like, oh, well, I just figured you guys could fix that window leak, you know, when you do the kitchen. And I'm like, well, let's figure out what the window leak is. And then, you, you know, there's no house wrap, nothing's fine. You know, all your walls are this way, and they're kind of going, oh, okay, well, wait, I want to retire here. 
Um, yeah, so they shift gears and literally end up into a higher priority project. You know, we can do the pretty stuff later, but like, yeah, like your client, Kevin, was worried about like, I'm going to do all these floors, do all this work. You know, I don't want to have a problem down the road and go, wow, I wish we could have fixed that better or knew about it. Or So, yeah, that initial inspection is, you know, very important to just. And you know what? I, I can appreciate a contractor that comes in and slows the work down that affects them directly. I'm going to remodel a kitchen, for example. Well, before that, you have bigger fish to fry. You know, in, in our world, we'll see this a lot. There's, you know, a person may see a, a, a stair-step crack in a brick. And so their initial reaction might be, well, I need to call a tuck pointer and have somebody come out and fill that in. Yeah. Well, some tuck pointers will come out and they'll just fill that in. But if you're not addressing the underlying problem of why that brick crack is there, you're not doing that, that homeowner you yeah. know, service. So I appreciate the tuck pointers, for example, that come in and say, okay, before I come in and just tuck point this brick crack, you need to have this evaluated by an engineer or a foundation repair company to see if there's an underlying problem. Because if they just go patch that, guess what's going to happen six months from now? It's, yeah. it's just going to come back like a oh, bad yeah. joke. It's just going to be out there and it's going to keep coming back. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's definitely good to do that full visit, look other things over. Some people kind of get surprised because they're like, well, I wanted you to look at my kitchen. Why do you need to see the basement? And you're like, well, <laughs> I want to look at the plumbing. I want to look at the foundation. I want to look at the bones. You know, the electrical, what all do we think we need to get into? Because that's another, you know, one of those surprising things is they, you know, move forward with the kitchen. Someone's in there that's just worried about selling a kitchen. They don't even focus on any of that stuff. And unfortunately, in the middle of the kitchen job, they find out that their foundation's moving their electrical panel box isn't up to code and won't even support the new kitchen mm -hmm. and their plumbing stacks, you know, busted. And they're like, well, I thought I was getting this kitchen for, you know, $50,000 and now it's 80. Like what, what's going on? You know? And, and so I always, in doing all that evaluation, I kind of explain it to people as, you know, I'm, I'm kind of trying to give you the right to know everything and, and the ability to say no, like, mm -hmm. If we're going to end up here, maybe you choose to just do part of this and go later. You you know, I, I like to give you the options. Well, I think that's a good point. I think what homeowners have to remember is they are in the driver's seat. They're writing the check. They oh, have yeah. the right to say no. And, you know, I really believe if you trust your gut, you would be able to figure out pretty quickly if you're dealing with someone who's just simply trying to upsell you on whatever or if they're truly interested in what your problems are and say, okay, well, if we put this new kitchen in, here's what the code is right now for the electricity, and here's your yeah. your, your <clears throat> old electrical panel. And, and they miss, you know, people just don't look at that stuff all the time. And unfortunately, you find that out throughout the job. I'd say probably the worst one I saw about a year ago was a pool house that somebody built. And they said, yeah, the... They came back to us and said, you know, the plumber looked at it and said, well, there's no drain line in the contract. Like they were putting in a pool house with a bathroom, but no drain. Like they had, to, they upcharged them to actually run the sewer lateral and get it into the house and tie it into the drains and everything because they priced the, the pool house, but they didn't price the function of getting everything to it and making it all work. I'm like, how do you, 
okay, that's a that's like a huge miss. And, <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. And when you're in the middle of building something like that, the ability to say no kind of goes away. You know, you, you kind of need that drain line to do that. But, hey, we're going to get into our final break, so we'll have plenty more to come when we return right after. You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, guys, we are back. We are having a great conversation here with uh, Matt Ford and Kevin Welsh from Stratum Structural. And, you know, we were kind of touching on before the break um, just some of the things that we see out there, unfortunately, that go on and, and that, you know, other companies do as far as I don't know. You know, I think sometimes it's educational. They just people just don't know what they don't know. Um it could probably be intentional. I like to think it's a little less intentional than maybe educational. But, you know, one of the things that we do here at Mosby to kind of combat some of this stuff of, you know, in the conversation of know what you're getting, understand what your project is, what are you paying for, is, you know, a super detailed scope of work that, not only is it there and detailed, but we read through it. Um, and to give a good example, a uh, couple weeks ago on Friday evening, I was presenting a job that we had presented several times. We'd been through the mill with it. I had emailed them this scope of work, a couple different versions, making changes to it, getting the project to where they want. I mean, these people had been through the scope of work really, really super well. And when we when we met that Friday evening to sign all the paperwork and everything, I reread that entire scope of work with them sitting there in the room and said, just bear with me, but let's make sure right here in front of one another that we understand every piece of this. That's great. And that's, you know, that's what you need to do. And, and I've had people that are like, oh, really? We got to go through this whole thing? Or we got, you know, I've kind of read it. And I'm like, but let's make sure we understand. We all understand. You know, and we're trying to word this thing for carpenters and plumbers and a homeowner and myself. And, you know, and everybody has a little bit of a different language and a little bit of a different understanding. And, but to, to really get it there. So, so let's touch on some of these things you guys were talking about on the break about. You know, what you're seeing with, like, the details and the scope of works and, and the, with the egress windows and some of the projects that you guys work on that you've kind of combated against. Yeah, so, you know, it, I don't know what's in the water these days, but w- what's really important for a homeowner first off out of the gate is to absolutely do your research. You really need to get two, three, four bids in for whatever it is that you're considering, right? That's you, you, no one's going to look out for you except you. So you got to start with, with, uh, doing your homework and investigating the companies you're doing work with. Are they accredited with the BBB, for example? Uh, what, what's their overall rating score? Not just on, you know, one platform like Google, because as we all know, or Yelp or what, whatnot, people can write fake reviews and get someone's brother's cousin, sister to write your review. And you just have to sort of try to decipher if you think that review is real or not. And then in the course of uh, your home inspections, and that that should be an interview process for the homeowner, right? Yeah. Uh, Where you're getting an opportunity to have these people in. And if something doesn't feel right with you, trust your gut 
and try to look at everything you can. A couple examples, Kevin, I'll let you share one. I had one here uh, maybe six months ago where a homeowner wanted an egress window. And there was, uh, at the location that he wanted this window, there was an electrical panel in this area. And he, his area where he lived was absolutely going to be a permit covered by St. Louis County. Well, St. Oh, Louis yeah. County's mandate is you cannot have an electrical box in that bedroom. You can put an egress window there, but you can't call it a bedroom, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Which we, is defeating the whole purpose. Sort of. I mean, yeah. you know, you can improve your <laughs> property values by going from a three to a four bedroom house. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, um, you know, we, we talked to him about it, and no one had talked to him about this electrical panel. And I just, I simply said to him, I said, how surprised would you be if you would have got this window installed with whoever and finished the basement from whatever contractor you're going to do it, or even if you're going to do it yourself, only to have St. Louis County come in and say, yeah, you can't, uh, you can't call this a bedroom. That's not going to work because that electrical yeah. panel is there. You, he had to get the, the panel moved. And the individual did. He got the panel moved. And I think he was more grateful that we had that hard conversation with him on the front side. But, Kevin, you had a, a similar situation here recently. Yeah, an egress window as well where two other companies were adamant that they could put a, a window in and they could call that a bedroom. And the panel wasn't an issue. And I, I slowly just backed away and said, listen, do yourself a favor. And I said, I know for a fact that can't be in here. Call St. Louis County yourself. Educate yeah. yourself. If you don't believe me and you don't believe them, then you can only do it. You can only do your own due diligence. And they did, and they called back, and we did. They moved the panel, and we did the job. And you know, yeah. that, that another struggle that we talked about was <clears throat> there are different code requirements in different areas. Kirkwood is different than Baldwin, who's different than Webster, who's different than St. Louis County, right? Yep. And they they all have nuanced differences about what is needed in their particular jurisdiction, whether it's the discharge line. Uh, from a sump pump and, you know, talking about egress windows. One of the things that we're seeing right now, as crazy as it sounds, is contractors are coming in and giving a bid to a homeowner with this sort of attractive price on what it's going to be to to do this work, whether it's a peering a foundation or putting an egress window in. And then they're line iteming all the other crucial elements of that project. Yeah. Okay. So peering, for example, if if a building settles, a house, a building settles, the foundation is going to crack. And then when it rains, water is going to come in through that crack. Well, in the course of peering that foundation, you're going to also have to fix that crack. That should be part of your bid. But these companies are leaving that part out and showing a lower number. And then when they're actually in doing the work, now they've got you held over a barrel. Then comes the change order. And the change order is going to be the price for making up some of that difference. And we've all seen this. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, to kind of put a little more out there about, like, calling into those municipalities and trying to find out this information and everything, you know, this is how hard doing that can even be. I mean, and this is – hopefully it kind of states the importance of doing as much as you can to figure that stuff out. But, like, I even had a job where um, it was a repair in the Central West End. It was on the side of the house, and – you know, there's some historical stuff out there. I called everybody. I talked to the historical people. They said, yep, no, it only applies to the front of the home. So you can put, you know, a regular window on the two sides in the back. You can do It's just a repair. He's got leaks. We're repairing the roof and the siding and replacing a window to stop his leaks. They're like, nope, you don't need anything. You're good on the side of the home. Well, 
apparently there's a rule about how far away the next home is beside the home. So on the right side of his home, the house is like eight feet away. On the left side, the house is like 20 feet away. Well, that suddenly becomes the front of the home. So we're Mm -hmm. out there doing the repair. The historical people literally told me I didn't need, but I didn't give them quite 100% of the information. You know, and, and so we got in this whole thing. Inspectors driving by, sees us working on the window, and it's like, hey, you need to follow the historical stuff. We're in this thing. Like, no, we don't. I even talked to this person, and that's how complicated these things can get. It, it is. It, so, it's, 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 yeah. And it, it, it's important. In some municipalities, it's the ever-ending movable goalposts, right? Yeah. Depending exactly. upon who's in there that day and who you're talking to. You just, yeah. you got to deal with contractors that... Uh, really know their local municipalities and a lot of times in your local municipalities that helps to actually know who's in charge over there right you got to be able to call up russ at kirkwood or you got to be able to call kevin in st louis county whoever it happens to be and know that person so that you know you're going to get the right answer yeah and that's why we here at mosby we have a team of people that deal with stuff like this because even just me doing one on my own, look what happened. Sure. All of a sudden, I'm in this battle with these historical people over what type of window we're using when they told me it didn't matter, you know, and it's like, oh, my gosh. But Well, Kevin will, will tell you, you know, we, we sort of have a rule here at Stratum where, you know, we, we really think customer service is, you know, a, a long past you know, it's art. It's a shame. It okay? is, yeah. I mean, you, you, you can't even drive through a drive through these days without – being in fear of something happening to your food, right? Yeah. <laughs> so in, in you know, piggybacking off of your story where you sat down and talked with this homeowner about the actual work order that you're putting together, yeah, that's important because inevitably questions are going to pop up and we encourage all of our project managers at Stratum to do the same thing. No, without a doubt. You know, it, it, it blows my mind sometimes how people don't read contracts. And we, we feel like we've got a very – simple contract it's yeah. not six eight ten twelve pages long i mean sometimes it requires that but but uh, most cases i'd say 98 percent of the time we're looking at maybe two to three pages max and we still have people that don't read them and and unfortunately the ones that don't read them everybody starts assuming that everybody did and the next thing you know you find out you didn't yeah and that's then, why and that's I where read you, in front of them that's where you have the slip between the cup and the lip and now you got a problem absolutely and so yeah it's just being thorough and 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 uh Again, educating your customer. And basically, like what you were talking about um, with the options to the window well, well, there's a lot of municipalities where you have to have drainage in that window well. Like, I don't even know that there's anywhere that you would let you not have either some type of mechanic, you know, drainage, sump pump, or uh, uh, you know, drain pipe that'll drain to grade or whatever. They're mandating that, so to have that well, they, as they an really option. are, and it's an option that that's just crazy. Yeah. But you know, fortunately really for isn't. us, we're we're a basement waterproofing foundation repair company, and we understand all the ways water can get in. Yeah, and we just try to get ahead of that. So when we give someone a bid, it's going to be a complete bid. It's not going to be any of these nonsense where you're going to have eight different line items and you're confused. Yeah, no, I think that's that makes so much sense to make sure you've got what is needed in there. So one last time, can you kind of tell everybody how can they find you? How can they get a hold of you, get you out to their house? Well, again, Rich, yeah. for a guy like you, you would want to call us at 314-620-8153. Um, me personally, I would get on the web and just you know type in stratumrepair.com and you're there. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, great having you guys today. We're out of time. I'll talk to everybody next week. Get more at 971talk.com.